Welcome in. Welcome in. It is a Monday. Hope that everybody had a good weekend. Mike Steely Parker Thune with you. Hour number one, as always, brought to you by Last Year Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113. That's 405-579-3113. You need that furnace tune-up. You need to get that done. And uh, maybe, you know, you think that, well, I hope it gets through the winter. Well, don't take any chances. Give Last Year Home Comfort Systems a call, 405 405- 579-3113. Portal, the recruiting stuff. We'll get into that here in just a second. This Brett McMurphy report that Oklahoma and Texas are making uh, inroads. Momentum is growing right now for both teams to join the SEC in 2024 and leave the Big 12. That will be a year earlier than the grant of rights in 2025. So we will uh, talk about that. You've got, uh, man, some really uh, sad story with the Mike Leach situation. Critical condition right now in a Jackson, Mississippi hospital after suffering a massive heart attack on a Sunday. Some seizures, maybe some brain damage there. We don't know anything for certain, but it certainly doesn't look good. Thoughts and prayers. Mike Leach has been great for college football. One season at Oklahoma, you know, great job at Texas Tech, did a nice job at Wazoo, and uh, was uh, just finished his third year at Mississippi State, so we'll update you if we get any information there. And this Chris Beard story, Parker Thune, wow, arrested early this morning at uh, 4.20 a.m., arrested for assault on a family-slash-household member, including impeding breast circulation or strangulation. Now, Beard's lawyer has made a comment. Perry Minton said that his client is 100% innocent of these charges and that the complainant wants him released and all charges dismissed. But this is an ugly deal and not good news for Chris Beard. Um, You know, there's just a lot of stuff happening, man. We had Oklahoma-Arkansas over the weekend. Razorbacks control the second half, win by 10, 88-78. Dallas Cowboys get a win on Sunday, came back to beat the Texans, 27-23. Uh, Baker's next action will be a week from tonight when the Rams play at Lambeau Field. How about that for a Monday night game? Tonight we have the Patriots at Arizona, but next Monday night will be Baker's next game when the Rams play uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau. Theo Weiss ends up at Missouri and uh, Thunder lose to Cleveland over the weekend. They will play in Dallas tonight. Uh, So a lot of things going on this weekend. But let's start with recruiting. I understand uh, that there's information out there about the portal, but the information is kind of hard to get right now. They're very tight-lipped over there. And uh, I I think it's a little bit different, particularly with portal prospects, than uh, the regular high school prospects. That information is a little more hard to come by. But would you be surprised? We saw that uh, Deshaun and Day McCullough had pictures out over the weekend in Sooner Gear, with Brent Venables, would you be surprised if both the McCulloughs weren't Sooners by the end of the day? By the end of the day, no, I would not be surprised. So I we expect we would expect an edit, a picture, something coming out by the end of the day. I think this is something. Something can be expected in that vein. I would say within the next twenty-four hours or so, you've seen them coming out and posting their pictures, both on the visit. Uh, from the photo shoot, we have we had long known, right? And we talked about this all throughout last week, the reality that Deshaun and Dave McCullough were very, very heavily leaning Oklahoma even before taking the visit, and this was the only visit planned for the two of them. 
And so I, I would just be very surprised just based on the direction that all of this has trended if you didn't see an announcement here very quickly now that the official visit weekend is officially over. So feel really good about the McCullough brothers because in Deshaun, you get potentially the most impactful guy at that position in the entire transfer portal. He's an edge. He's, you know, linebacker type, but probably more of a cheetah at Oklahoma based on Brent Venables and the staff and kind of the design that they have for Deshaun McCullough and their defense. And then Day is another guy that just has an exceedingly versatile skill set and a guy that could fit at a variety of positions in Oklahoma's defense. I don't know, Steely. He may be a safety. He may end up being a cheetah. He may end up being big enough that he plays linebacker when all is said and done. I think what's encouraging about both of these guys is that they can do a whole heck of a lot, and they're freakishly athletic, and those are the types of guys that you want to fill your defensive backfield with. Um, and I will add this. Uh, look, we do our best to have fun on this show. We do our best to share plenty of thoughtful takes and information, but first and foremost, uh, our prayers and thoughts today are with Mike Leach no and his doubt. family because it's, it's really, really hard to concentrate on anything else right now having read the reports that have come out over the past 24 hours about his condition and just knowing that everything is so touch and go right now. And when you have such a beloved college football figure that may be on his deathbed, and obviously we hope and we pray that that's not the case, but that's the harsh reality of the situation. The prognosis as of right now for Mike Leach is not good. Uh, my colleague at 24-7 Sports, Robbie Falk, who does an outstanding job covering Mississippi State, tweeted out last night that Mike Leach is going to need a miracle. So, uh, obviously, we will pray for a miracle, and we will continue to update you all with information on Coach Leach as we get it. But, again, a guy that's a member of the Sooner family. No right? doubt. As you heard Blank yeah. mention at the end of last hour, he was only here for a year. But uh, what he accomplished, the influence that he had at Oklahoma, obviously the outstanding story of the dropped play script at the Red River Showdown that year uh, – Mike Leach is an icon in so many circles, and at every single coaching stop that he has had over the years, he's certainly not only made himself beloved among those fan bases, but he's quite honestly made himself beloved across the entire college football landscape, which is rare when you have a figure that is so universally adored by college football fans from every neck of the woods across the country. Biggest character in uh, college football. Biggest character in college football in the last 20 years, no doubt about it. I mean, uh, so many great press conference clips. Uh, the stories that you read about him and his meetings are legendary. Some great stories, obviously, all the way back to his one year at the University of Oklahoma. And, yes, I would say uh, Mike Leach is almost universally liked out there. And, uh, you know, I believe, and I know you do, Parker, and, and your family, uh, you know, in the background that you have, 100% believe in the power of prayer. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean that every prayer is going to be answered, but a prayer for peace for Mike Leach and his family. You know, uh, that's going to be tough. He's 61 years old, and maybe we'll get Mike Leach making some kind of miraculous recovery here. But in the meantime, thoughts and prayers uh, with, with Mike Leach and his family because, yeah, he's – He's a guy that, uh, you know, was very instrumental in turning the Oklahoma program around in, in his first year with uh, Bob Stoops. And he is, no doubt, the biggest character in college football over the last 20 years or so. Okay, uh, so we expect, and you talked about uh, Deshaun McCullough, who was an Indiana freshman linebacker, 
on some freshman All-American teams. This kid can no doubt be an impact guy right off the bat. No and, doubt. And, you know, maybe as big an impact guy, certainly in the top three or four of anybody in the portal on the defensive side of the football. So this could be a great get, and it looks like it will be a great get for the Oklahoma Sooners and uh, could happen as early as sometime this afternoon. So uh, you would expect we would see some kind of edit, some kind of announcement uh, from the McCulloughs, uh, Deshaun and Day later today or perhaps this evening, and we expect it will be an announcement for the University of Oklahoma. All right, what about some other names in the portal? Tell me about, uh, uh, who is it, Xavier? Xavier Guillory. Guillory. From Idaho State. And uh, Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech. We've heard names like uh, Dorian Singer, Dante Cephas, Ra Ra Thomas, and now Xavier Guillory from Idaho State, Mm -hmm. an offer, and... uh, Trey Harris. Yeah, and you see Oklahoma casting a broad net as it pertains to wide receivers because one thing there's always going to be a market for in the transfer portal is wideouts, right? Wideouts are a dime a dozen in today's era of college football, but that said, you don't get a whole lot of true difference makers at the position. Wide receivers that stand out from the rest of the crowd are few and far between, and so you see a guy like that enter the portal, or you see a guy with that type of potential enter the portal, it's going to be a feeding frenzy. And it has been for every single one of these wideouts that Oklahoma has offered thus far. And so I think Jeff Lebby and the Oklahoma offensive staff have done a phenomenal job of not putting all their eggs in one basket. Uh, they went after JoJo Earl. They're going to continue to recruit JoJo Earl. Uh, they went after Dante Cephas. Doesn't look like that's happening. I would expect him to land at Penn State. They're continuing to recruit guys like Ra-Ra Thomas and Trey Harris and now obviously Xavier Guillory. I I think Oklahoma will end up taking one portal wideout. That is my guess. I wouldn't rule out a second one entirely, but my guess is, and I, I, I will say this, based on some conversations I, have over, I had over the weekend, it does look like that as of right now, Marvin Mims is going to return in 2023, Yeah, which yeah. is huge. And if things continue to trend in that direction, uh, that's big for Oklahoma, and it also diminishes the need for another immediate impact guy at the wide receiver position. Now, I will say this. That all could change drastically, say, if Marvin Mims has 200 yards and three touchdowns in the bowl game. Uh, maybe that's enough to give him the push and that, that, that extra bit of confidence that he needs uh, to make that jump and feel good about it. But the indications right now are that Marvin Mims is going to be back in a Sooner uniform in 2023. And if that does indeed come to fruition, that's huge for Oklahoma because that means you can trot out a receiving core next year that features Marvin Mims, Jalil Farouk, Drake Stoops, and then you can rotate in Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson, Gavin Freeman, and DJ Graham, who's impressed a lot of people behind the scenes and behind closed doors with the play that he's already shown in practice at the wide receiver position. So depth and talent, both in spades for Oklahoma at wide out in 2023, especially if you get Mims back. If the Sooners had uh, their choice of all of these names that we mentioned with JoJo Earl, Xavier Guillory, Trey Harris, Dante Cephas, Dorian Singer, Ra Ra, uh, Thomas from Mississippi State, um, realistically of the ones that you think are realistic right now for Oklahoma who would they tab number one if they had their choice hey you can have this guy would it be Singer 
guys, so if you're talking about realistic ads for Oklahoma, I think all of those guys, save for Cephas, are realistically in play. Now, I think in terms of value, where you kind of try to find the point of juxtaposition between likelihood that you land the guy and his level of talent, I would probably look at two guys in particular, Dorian Singer and Trey Harris. Those are the two that would jump to mind for me. Both those guys I think Oklahoma could legitimately land, and both of those players are very, very talented. True Suter says that Dante Cephas Cephas is Bo Cephas' brother. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, maybe we can play that as a bumper for you later today. All right, uh, why don't we get to a break? We'll head to the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we get back. Once again, we do have uh, Jesse Crittenden coming up today at 135. He will join us on the uh, Riverwind Casino Hotline. It's kind of a dreary, overcast day here in Norman. Feels like fall. Feels kind of like it should be. I don't mind overcast this time of the year. Spring and the summer, not so much. But right now, it kind of feels like the right kind of day. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you to everybody who came out. I understand the crowds were great on Tulsa Day for the ref. We appreciate everybody. Kendall, we agree. Prayers up for Mike Leach and his family. We're coming right back. Let's uh, let's re-rack a Mike Leach classic when we get back and then head to the text line. Stay here. Steelman and Thune here on the home of Sooner fans on a Monday. Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks to everybody who came out to all the uh, live shows out in Tulsa on Friday and our postgame after Oklahoma-Arkansas Hogs beat the Sooners at the BOK Center. That's a good basketball team. I thought Oklahoma played, uh, played pretty well. Obviously, Arkansas is a Final Four type team. But uh, we can get into that and hear from Porter Moser a little bit later on. At 135, Jesse Crittenden will join us. Uh, we've all heard about the Mike Leach situation. Mike Leach is only 61 years old, still in critical condition at a hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, after suffering a massive heart attack on Sunday. Thoughts and prayers with the Leach family. No doubt that he has been the biggest character, I think, in all of college football over the last 20 years or so. Spent one season at Oklahoma, very instrumental in helping turn around the Sooners' football fortunes in that first year with Bob Stoops, and the rest has been uh, really good uh, afterwards. Did a great job at Texas Tech, nice job at Wazoo, and now on to Mississippi State where he's also done a good job with the Bulldogs program. But Mike Leach, I can't – you know, help but get a smile on my face thinking about some of the stuff that Mike Leach has said. This is one of my favorites. This was Mike Leach when he was asked by a reporter, hey, I just got engaged and the wedding's coming up. What do I need to know? And this was the advice that Mike Leach gave him. My wisdom would be uh, you, you have to stay out of the way. Now, and I wish you a very happy marriage, and I'm sure you'll have one. But uh, I'm just telling you. Uh, when it comes to marriages, uh, the women lose their mind. Your fiance is going to lose her mind. Your mother-in-law is going to lose her mind. Your mom is going to lose her mind. Several of your sisters and uh, female relatives are going to lose their mind. And they're going to they're barrage you with constant questions. 
what should we wear? And then, uh, which of course my answer was, I don't care. And then uh, what color should the invitations be? I don't care. Uh, what should we have for dessert? I don't care. Should we seat this this way or th that that way? I don't care. But see, I don't care is not satisfactory at all. And you're going to get caught in a catch-22, and I'm certain that you already have. And that catch-22 is, well, I want you to be a part of this too. Uh, so what color invitations? Um, all right, the blue ones. Well, I kind of like uh, I kind of like the tan ones. Okay, the tan ones then. Oh, you're just saying that because uh, 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 you want this over. You're not even thinking about it, which is of course true. And then, um, uh, what do you want for dessert? I was thinking of strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, strawberry shortcake would be good. Well, what about the blueberry pie? Well, I like the blueberry pie. We could have the blueberry pie. Well, I thought you said you wanted the strawberry shortcake. And it's just going to go back and forth, and they're going to play keep away from you. There's no answer you can give that is going to be satisfactory or correct. Gentlemen out there in the listening audience, you know that is 100% on the money. Classic Mike Leach right there. Let's make that our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a new Tri-City location serving Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. These full-service clinics uh, treat orthopedic and sports medicine injuries. Mike Leach still again in critical condition at that uh, hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, and maybe we'll get some good news. Let's keep those thoughts and prayers out there for him and his family. All right, we were talking about uh, the McCulloughs who visited over the weekend Deshaun McCullough, who had a really good season freshman year at the University of Indiana, very productive. Day McCullough, four-star safety, his brother also visiting over the weekend. And we think by the end of the day, according to uh, Parker, that uh, or maybe tonight you're going to get some news that those two are headed to the University of Oklahoma. It's going to happen. It's only a matter of when it happens, but it could be happening by later this afternoon or sooner, part of the pun, pardon the pun. Uh, let's hear from Josh Pate, late kick Josh, talking about the transfer portal and the Sooners and uh, Deshaun McCullough. There you go. So, does he instantly become the Sooners' uh, best defensive player? I, he'll have a case. I don't know if it's that cut and dried where immediately he's far and away the best defensive player that OU has on the roster because I think Billy Bowman is certainly in that conversation. I think in a year, Jaron Kanick's going to be in that conversation. I know Danny Stutzman is a very polarizing figure across this fan base, but I would say he's in the conversation as well. I Right now, I would say it's Billy Bowman. But if Deshaun McCullough comes to Oklahoma, as we expect that he will, and he's in the mix, or he's in the mix next year, yeah, he, he instantly, I would say, becomes one of the top three defensive players that Oklahoma has, and I think he's one of the highest-ceiling players on the entire roster. I said it last week. I'll reiterate it. Provided he is developed properly, and I can't imagine why he wouldn't be in a Brent Venable scheme, 
This is a guy that could spend two years at Oklahoma and then be a first-round draft pick. He's that good. Yeah, and uh, highly coveted coming out of high school and uh, did a great job for Indiana as a freshman, and you would think, again, at least two years at Oklahoma. So this is not a one-and-done type situation. Uh, you know, some of those are pretty good. Austin Stogner's a pretty good one-and-done situation coming to OU, but this kid has a chance to play perhaps three years at OU. But And the, good, the really good news would be if he plays two years, as you mentioned, Parker, that means he'd be good enough to be headed to the NFL and uh-huh. get a nice draft grade. So the two years you would get out of him would be really good uh, if that's the case. All right, we want to thank again Tim Lasher and Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Let's get a couple texts in uh, real quick before we uh, – Get to uh, another timeout. What do we have? 405-651-3439 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Many said it couldn't be done. Many thought it wasn't possible. I'd like to offer my congratulations to the one and only Mike Steely for his milestone achievement of being blocked by a mule shoe you, on Twitter. Can you believe how long that took? I cannot, and people actually. People were asking me, like, what was the final straw? What was the last text? And I said, I don't know. I saw a Sooner fan that was arguing with him. I guess he said something about, uh, I, I don't know, who is he? Tr- oh, for Baker. And this Sooner fan was coming, don't you take credit for any of this mule shoe, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, I wonder what the tweet was. So I, you know, I tried to find out what his tweet was, and it finally said, Lincoln Riley has blocked you. And I'm like, you know, cool and the gang started playing in my head. I'm that old, you know, <laughs> celebration. So I'm like, finally. That- it took long enough, and it looked to me like Muleshoe just went through a postseason purge is what let happened. Me, let me ask you this. How many people do you think Muleshoe has blocked on Twitter since leaving Oklahoma? Oh, my gosh. Um, 50,000, maybe? That's a lot of people. I mean, I don't know. Probably uh, his uh, personal assistant, probably. Mm. Mark! <laughs> Block list is out. As soon as you get my coffee, come block somebody for me. You think that's how it works? You think Muleshoe's a coffee guy? Nah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't understand people who aren't coffee people. You're not coffee I'm people, I'm not a coffee person. I'm really? not a caffeine person. You're pro- See, you're too healthy. I'm not a Mormon. Let's just get that clear. This is a common misconception when I tell people I well, don't yeah, drink but, caffeine and I also don't drink alcohol. The Mormon, you're not going to see a Mormon with an energy drink. They're not going to be a Mormon much longer, right? Or caffeine. That's not cool in uh-huh. that culture, in, the, in that church. But for me, man, I, I pretty much live on caffeine, I would say. I mean, look at this right here. 16 ounces of caffeine. After probably a good 32, well, not 32, probably 24 ounces this morning. Wow, Steely. I know it's sad. But, you know, this old man needs that caffeine gasoline in my engine. Or I might just fall asleep on the air if I don't have it. I'll be like, hey, what's up in the portal? You know, that could happen. So that's why I get energied up every day. Somebody said Benny Wiley in charge of kettlebells and Twitter blocking. <laughs> that's too good. Very nice. All right, 405's Muleshoe is a unicorn latte kind of person. Michigan Sooner says Muleshoe strikes me as a boba tea guy. <laughs> oh, that's nice. All right, 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, Jesse Critton did it 135. Uh, Kendall, by the way, my apologies to you. 
I, I, I hope I didn't offend you. I was just, you know, doing Mike Steely's sarcastic things last Friday. Thank you for coming out and supporting Friday. All right, we'll take a break. Coming right back here on The Ref. I like it. That's a good uh, U2 tune right there, Vertigo. Other than the fact that Bono can't count in Spanish. And I guess he's not quite correct. We'll give him a pass for him. He's still Bono. That's right. All right. Uh, Riverwind Casino, ladies and gentlemen, a sponsor of our hotline, 405-329-9000, over 2,800 electronic games, all your favorite table games out there as well. You want a great poker room? They have one. Best bars and dining with the River Buffet, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, and the Food Court. The Coop Ale House Bar is Major League as well. Great promotions like the new member seven, new patrons who sign up for a wild card at Riverwind. You need to get a wild card. That's going to help you out a lot. Sign up for a wild card. There's no charge, and you can earn up to $450 in your first 24 hours with a Riverwind wild card. Great concerts and shows. We had uh, Beats and Bites over the summer. We had a Bedlam Beats and Bites Again, last month, outdoors, which was really nice. And it won't be too long before uh, all the renovations are complete and we'll have some great shows at the Showplace Theater. I'm hearing some rumblings about earth, wind, and fire down the road. Nothing official yet, but I'm just saying that I'm hearing, you know, through my sources in the portal that Earth, Wind, and Fire might be going through the portal and showing up at the Showplace Theater down the road. Also, the 20K Holidays on Us promotion right now, uh, from now until December 23rd, patrons will be able to earn points on every electronic gaming machine out at Riverwind Casino. Then at 5 p.m. December 24th, the 10 patrons who earn the most points are going to be awarded grand prize bundles, including... $500 Amazon gift card, $500 Walmart gift card, $500 Target gift card, $500 Visa gift card. It's all happening at Riverwind Casino and the 20K Holidays on Us promotion at Riverwind. Another reason why Riverwind is simply the best. All right, uh, let's go on to the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, Shannon Newcastle says on the Mike Leach situation, uh, you know, I'm I'm not going to read that text because I I'm not saying it isn't true what Shane just texted us, but before putting anything out there on the airwaves, I want to make sure it's coming firsthand uh, from a reliable outlet. So I want to read that with my own two eyes via social media and a blue check account before I repeat it. So no disrespect to you, Shane, but let me check on what you just texted in before we bring it up with regard to Mike Leach. Um, This listener says, thank you guys for accepting my transfer. New listener here. Parker, you rock. Well, thank you. You do rock, was, man. You when you, have you started rocking the mandolin yet, or is it still in a case and yeah, not doing anything? Well, now that the season's over, I'll have a lot more time to uh, break out the mandolin. Because you, you remember what happened was right as I bought that mandolin, I broke my elbow. 
And mm, so that that's sent right. me back a couple months. You know what? But, here's here's your uh, assignment. In the next month, early next year, we want you to play Back in Black on the mandolin. Oh, I bet I could do that right now. Really? Oh, yeah. It's not that hard. Okay. Back in Black? Yeah, classic riff. Um, but we had a listener getting on me earlier for suggesting that Theo Weiss was going to go to USC. Um, Missouri for I'll Theo f- Weiss. Yeah, it ended up being Missouri. Uh, this listener said, remember, people, Parker said Weiss was going to USC. USC Weiss smoke was all Parker Thune. Parker said it's a done deal. First off, no, I didn't say it was a done deal. Secondly, I'll, I'll take the L on that. I don't bat a thousand percent with this stuff, and I don't claim to. But I will say there was a prevailing belief behind the scenes that Theo Weiss was going to end up at USC. And here's what else you got to understand. When it's a situation that I don't really need to dig a whole lot into, I'm not going to go to exhaustive lengths to figure out what information is correct uh, and most up-to-date regarding the situation as it pertains to a player in the portal. Theo Weiss was leaving Oklahoma, at which point he is leaving Oklahoma. It doesn't really matter a whole heck of a lot where he ends up. right? So I I had people that I trusted tell me, hey, it looks like USC is going to end up with Theo Weiss. So, you mean yeah, you were wrong? Yeah. What? You I really? was wrong. What, you're not a robot? You don't bat a thousand percent? I love it when people just want to jump on somebody when they, they just like wait to pounce, you know? Uh, another listener says, new listener, I'm glad I made the switch. Welcome, well, we welcome. are too. We are too. Uh, yes, we have no scholarship limits here. No, it's back every, in the day. Every man, listener is unlimited. a take. Like, uh, what is it? Is it 85 total now, right? It's 85 total scholarships. 85 yep. total. We have no cap. Dude, oh, you were on the so Nick many, Saban model. They had guys like Mike Thomas on scholarship that in uh, Dexter Bussey who went on to play in the NFL, and they were like third team guys at OU back in the day under Chuck Fairbanks and on into the Switzer days. So, yeah, you could man, that's one of the things scholarship limitations somewhat leveled the playing field. Now again, you you could have been you know uh, in a coma and woke up and thought, oh really, okay. Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, okay. Wait, what's Oklahoma doing losing six games? But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the powers are still there, but it's uh, th- those numbers were incredible back in the day. How you could just stockpile all these great players. I tell you what, we haven't mentioned it yet because there's been so much other news that has taken precedence over the last 36 hours or so. But Caleb Williams did win the Heisman Trophy mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Yeah. <laughs> Shockingly enough. We have a listener on the text line who continues to text in stumping for Stetson Bennett as the rightful Heisman Trophy winner and claiming he got snubbed. This listener says, I'm mad about Stetson Bennett. Williams plays one full season, gets hurt at season's end, wins the Heisman. Bennett surely had overall better stats than one year Williams has. One year Williams, two lost team right now. The only real resume he has is his short stint at OU, four games, and 13 games for USC. Bennett, proven resume, stats out the window, starter for dogs, two solid seasons, and got squat. It's not a career it's award. It's not a career it's award. A, it's a season award. And uh, look, I love Stetson Bennett, man. He's one of the best stories in college football to come along in a, in a long time. There needs to be a movie made about the kid one day. By the way, did you see Stetson Bennett the third? His dad? His dad, no. 
He was wearing some stylish socks. He definitely looked like a Stetson Bennett III. Really? Yes. Yeah. I think there might be a little money in that family. I'm just guessing. Yeah, look, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it looks like there might be. I can imagine that is the case. Georgia is in all likelihood going to win their second consecutive national title mm-hmm. because the gap between them and the rest of college football right now appears sizable. And I'm not ruling out an upset at the hands of somebody like TCU or Michigan, but I consider it unlikely. And – Stetson Bennett has been, to his credit, the steady hand on the tiller for that Georgia football team for the last two seasons. But again, as Steely mentioned, it's not a career award. It's a season award. Caleb Williams' stats were significantly better than Stetson Bennett's this year. And also, here's what I look at. And I got the opportunity to cast my ballot for the first time this year. My top two were in my mind, very clearly defined. The gap between Caleb Williams and Max Duggan and the rest of the field for the Heisman Trophy was sizable. But where Caleb won out in my eyes is I don't know that there is a player in college football right now that has the combination – well, I I guess this is the way I should phrase it. Among the teams that won in college football this year, among the teams that experienced significant success. I don't know that there is a player across the country that had more of an impact, more of a tangible impact on his team's success than Caleb Williams. USC was 4-8 and eight last year. And to be honest, I think they could have been 4-8 and eight this year again if they had not had Caleb Williams at quarterback. And it's the same discussion we've been having regarding Oklahoma for about the past month. If Caleb Williams wasn't on the roster last year, six and six might have happened in 2021 instead Could of have, 2022. Yeah. So, yeah. and I just, I do not understand. And fortunately, you know, this is not just a take that I happen to have. It was the prevailing sentiment among the Heisman voters this year. If you watched Caleb Williams all year, it was pretty blatantly obvious that he was the best player in college football. I voted for Caleb, too. But uh, dogs were undefeated. Uh, USC lost two games. Who had the tougher schedule, dogs or USC? Well, Georgia. And But, again, it's not the uh, great player who played the toughest schedule. It's the best overall player in yeah. college well, football. And, and again, I love Stetson Bennett, man. I do. He's, And I was glad to see him get there get to the uh, – To the ceremony. That was cool. Again, he's a guy that should have a movie made about him one day. But here's the other misconception, right? Not only is it not a career award, but it's also not a team award. It's an individual award. And it would be all too easy to hand the award to the quarterback of the best team in college football every single year. Well, what Paul Horning back in the day won, what, when Notre Dame was five and six, I believe? That's a long time ago, a really long time ago. But, yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. Stetson Bennett deserved to be there. He didn't deserve to win. Stetson Bennett's going to get his national championship. I'm with Parker unless something – you know, you never know. Like, uh, I didn't think there was any way that Penn State team could beat Miami out in the Fiesta Bowl, but they did. Stranger things have happened, but uh, he's probably going to get back-to-back natties for Georgia. All right, we're going to take a break, come back. Air Coverage Solutions text line is going crazy, 405-651-3439. Jesse Crittenden on the way at 135. We'll talk a little sooner basketball also with the Oklahoma-Arkansas game over the weekend. Oklahoma hosts Central Arkansas this Saturday, uh, 2 o'clock at the LNC. Be right back here on The Ref.
Hello, welcome back. What's up? How you doing? How was the weekend? Hopefully it was good. That's one of the classics of early metal right there. A little Paranoid from Black Sabbath. Let's see, on that album you had Paranoid, you had War Pigs, and you had Iron Man. So, I mean, that is a, that's, that's a classic. That's an all-timer right there. All right, 405-651-3439 in the Air Comfort Solutions text line. What do you think of Cale Gundy's tweet? Speaking of uh, Caleb Williams, some people would say, man, Gundy got himself ratioed on that deal. Here's the deal on ratios sometimes. I, I thought it was a little, you know, Cale tweeted out basically, and maybe I should go back to it, but basically if you want to see why, uh, you know, Caleb Williams would follow somebody out to USC, watch the Heisman presentation tonight. And, of course, the OU fans came out of, you know, they were – it was like trying to fight off the zombies and the walking dead. They came after him. And it, I, I thought it was a little curious because it's kind of poking the hornet's nest a little bit. But, uh, you know, the OU fans came back. And then Gerald McCoy came out and kind of tried to, uh, I, I think, bail Kale out a little bit. I mean, it's that's the stuff that happens on Twitter. You realize, though, sometimes the people who get ratioed are actually right. That's what leadership is. Just because a bunch of stupid people don't agree with you, and I'm not talking specifically about the Kale Gundy tweet. I'm talking about any tweet. There can be a bunch of stupid people who disagree with your tweet, and they're going to say, well, we ratioed you. But guess what? The guy was right because leaders don't always follow the crowd. Dude, does that make any sense? No, it does. Um, by the way, completely off topic here, but we do have an update on Mike Leach. Um, this comes from Steve Robertson, uh, who is my colleague on the Mississippi State beat for 24-7 Sports, and here is what he posted uh, less than an hour ago. I wish I had better news, but I'm told UMMC has transitioned in, into comfort care measures for Coach Mike Leach. It's essentially hospice care at this point. I'm told he's been largely, if not totally, non-responsive since the cardiac event yesterday morning. It appears to simply be a matter of time now. It all seems so unfair. Life is fleeting. I can't believe we're even having these discussions. It's so surreal. He isn't just our football coach. He's Mike Leach, a national treasure. I'm honored to say he was our coach for three seasons. It's also nice to remember that if he is going out, he's going out a winner. Please remember his family, our coaches, and players in your thoughts and prayers. That's just that's just bad, man. That's really so. Obviously, it sounds like it's only a, a matter of time, and it sounds like the family might have to make a decision there based on what you're what you're reading. Mm-hmm. What's with Steely and the Hick accent when impersonating Oklahoma fans? Not all you all you fans sound like that. It's just I'm just talking about the ones that are somewhat crazy. You know who they are. You can you can read it in that voice. The ones that are way out there. Most Sooner fans are completely, well, somewhat normal. When it comes to football, they can be a little bit crazy. They've always been that way because they're very passionate. But, man, that's, uh, you know, you kind of thought that it was – either already there and we just didn't know the details or it was moving in that direction. But that's just one of those lessons in life, Parker. It looks like 
that unless there's something really miraculous that happens is going to be a really, really sad ending. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we all have situations in our lives, um, you know, that, that, you know, are heartbreaking. Um, and you, you just can't ever take anything for granted as we go along this path of life, you know, you start to get in a comfort zone and think, well, that can't happen to me or surely that wouldn't happen in my family. It's just like one day my brother was walking one day he's in a car accident, you know, his freshman year in college. And then he hasn't walked since. And we've tried and tried and tried and tried all the, you know, and that's just the, the situation, but it's absolutely heartbreaking. So, you know, you hug those around you that you care about and love and try and be nice and, uh, you know, be uh, decent to people because you never know what they're going through or what could happen. It's just a really, really sad deal. Really sad deal. Yeah. So Sad for everybody across college football because Leach is such an icon and so universally adored and respected, which is – that's a difficult thing to accomplish and attain in today's day and age, to have really nobody, nobody across the entire college football realm that actively dislikes Mike Leach. Heck, Steely, I'm 23 years old, and I've already got plenty of haters. Mike Leach has lived 61 years, and you will scarce hear from a Mike Leach hater anywhere. Yeah, in this social media-driven world, you're going to have haters, period. That's just how it is. That's, that's just how it is. But, you know, here's the deal. You try and just do a good job every day and live with it. But for Mike Leach, again, and you've had, you know, Lane Kiffin out there and some other uh, funny, personable guys in college football. But to me, Mike Leach uh, has been that guy for about 20 years. Yeah. Um, you know, no doubt. And think about this guy never even played college football, right? I mean, he, he graduated from law school at Pepperdine and turns into this offensive whiz. And uh, Bob Stoops brought him to Oklahoma because, you know, he was on Hal Leach's or Hal Mummy's staff. Uh, at Kentucky, and Bob Stoops was kind of considered the best D.C. in the country at that time, and he said the toughest offense to stop was that Kentucky offense, that spread Kentucky offense. So it sounds like, again, if hospice is there, that the family's pretty much saying their goodbyes. This is a sad, sad deal. All right, thank you to Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We have another hour to go. Jesse Crittenden will join us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline next hour at 135. Keep it here on The Ref. We are back for a second hour here on The Wrap, presented by the Seth Wadley Auto Group in Paul's Valley, Exit 72, Paul's Valley, USA. Great selection. Cars, trucks, SUVs, pre-owned vehicles, and an incredible guarantee. 
Oil changes, engines for life on newer used gas or diesel at no additional cost to you. Mike Steele along with Parker Thune, Steelman and Thune, way afternoon into the 1 o'clock hour. Jesse Crittenden joins us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline coming up at 1.35. All right, so uh, you guys, if you're Sooner fans, you know what's happening. You saw the pics tweeted out. You know, it was all over uh, Twitter and Insta and everything else with uh, – uh, Desam McCullough and Day McCullough visiting Oklahoma over the weekend. You saw them in the uh, OU uniforms. You saw them with Brent, I'm sure. Uh, Desan is, of course, the uh, linebacker who played last year at Indiana. Is expected to end up at OU along with his brother Day McCullough, who is a high school safety and a four-star prospect. So, Parker, you were thinking again. You would be surprised if that doesn't happen by sometime this evening, would you say? Well, I. T- if I had to guess, I would say you see something to that end today. Tomorrow, forty-eight. I would put a 48-hour window on it. I would expect that we will know something within 48 hours as it pertains to McCullough's, and my gut would tell me it's going to come sooner rather than later. After the McCullough's, who's next through the portal, if you had to guess? <sighs> That's a great question, especially because, and everybody's asking about uh, – portal guys who Oklahoma's in the mix for look there's a lot quite frankly at this point that we don't know and will not know because things have been kept that tight I mean on the a, UN. this is um, like no leaks uh over at the CIA or something right now yeah, really trust me as it pertains to the portal guys it's Alcatraz right now in the Switzer Center because and you, you can understand why the OU staff is taking this approach because Everything happens so quickly with the portal, and a lot of programs don't have the opportunity to eval all the guys that they would like to eval and contact all the guys that they would like to contact. And so if you have a guy pegged via the portal and you want to be able to lock him down expediently, the last thing you want is for news of his visit to hit social media. And then, boom, you got a dozen other programs all of a sudden vying to get – that player on campus for a visit and get monetary offers on the table for him. This is not like traditional high school recruiting where it's never a secret who's pursuing a kid because every kid posts every offer they ever get. It's not the same deal with the portal, not by a long shot. There's a lot more secrecy involved, there's no doubt. All right. Also, uh, Santa John says, following reading the recent Steve Wilfong article, I'm less encouraged about Oklahoma getting D.J. Hicks. Now, Chad Simmons did say – uh, in a conversation with DJ Hicks's dad, quote that the dad said again, it's going to be really hard for somebody to sway him away from Texas A&M. Has Venables? Did they? Uh, they've done their in home, right? With DJ. Yes, yes, they did an in home last sometime last week, right? Thursday, I want to say. Um, but look, here's, and I, I got to be careful about what I say and how I say it. Here's the best way I can put it. If it were DJ Hicks's decision, if it were 100% DJ Hicks's decision, I firmly believe he would be in Oklahoma sooner. However, I also firmly believe it's not DJ Hicks's decision. Not 100% up to him. And I've had a lot of conversations with a lot of folks that have varying reads and perspectives and angles on that whole situation make no mistake about it steely you saw the announcement back on september 28th and what was the one thing you observed 
in that moment. Dad was really happy, man. He looked like, man, we got this mortgage. It's taken care of. This is all done, man. I got some new wheel. I got a new truck I got my eye on. And the mom was kind of like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. And DJ just looked, I don't know, like he was kind of in the twilight zone. Should I put this A&M hat on? Okay, I'll smile. Hi. Yeah. Hey, how are you? It was very strange. Yeah. Yeah. So are we talking helicopter dad or what's it like back in the day you had the helicopter dads like Marv Marinovich, who is the father of Todd Marinovich, who played at Southern Cal, later played in the NFL with the Raiders, notoriously wouldn't let his son even eat a Twinkie. <laughs> That's how his son wound up barefoot on the beach doing abstract paintings while smoking doobie all day. Uh-huh. Now, again, in this day and age, that's pretty much normal behavior. But back then, not so much. So, uh, as Somebody on the text line said, Carl Williams recruitment 2.0. Uh, first off, that those situations are not even close to the same. And I will say this. I had the opportunity uh, this past weekend when Caleb won the Heisman to go and look back on some of the very early writing some of the very early reporting that I did on Caleb Williams if I'd gone back and read that last January whatever buzz was going around about Wisconsin and Georgia and UCLA and whatever other schools were pursuing Caleb that all would have been I I, I should have been able to see through the BS I should have just been able to look back at those old articles and mule shoe smokescreen well maybe and here's the thing what I'm what I'm getting at is that it, it wasn't Carl's decision for Caleb to go to USC that was Caleb's decision because again especially and you go if you go and look back on some of the reporting that I did and that others did over the course of Caleb's recruitment he and Emile Shue are as tight as it gets and I should have known that that relationship was going to win out in the end but I think where people got upset with Carl Williams as that whole saga was playing out, was that he effectively became the spokesperson for his kid. Yeah. In this whole ordeal, I'm going to go ahead and make the assertion that DJ Hicks's dad is a little bit more than a spokesperson. Somebody said, what about, like, LeVar Ball? <laughs> oh, LeVar Stay Ball. in your lane. Oh. Uh, everybody's also, we've had a couple texts about this on the Air Comfort Solutions text line about the pending December announcement 18th from David, David Stone. Stone. Um, that is likewise something that I cannot get anybody to confirm one way or another what it is. Now, David but Stone, I, five-star defensive lineman from Dell City, out when it went out to IMG, right? Yeah. And now again, is we don't know—is this going to be a commitment? Maybe to OU, going to be top five? Do we know? I would not anticipate it being a commitment. So there are a few things that it could end up being. And I've talked to plenty of folks regarding this situation. And again, it's one of those deals that's been kept pretty guarded and nobody knows exactly what it's going to be. Now, it could be a commitment. Sure. I think that's unlikely. It could be the announcement of a reclassification, which David Stone's a top five player in the 2024 class, according to the 24-7 sports composite. So if he were to reclassify... He'd be a, he's a guy right now that's ready to play college football. That's the best way I can put it. Um, it could be the announcement of a top schools list. It could be the announcement of a transfer back to Del City? the high school or, football circuit in the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Perhaps Dell City, perhaps elsewhere. So 
I think we're all going to be waiting on bated bre- waiting with bated breath. And if I hear anything uh, definitive with regard to what that announcement is likely to be, I will go ahead and pass that on. But as of right now, as we sit six days away from that announcement, uh, I don't know, and I'm, I, very few, if any, know what is forthcoming from David Stone. So that announcement is coming this Sunday from yes. uh, David Stone. Uh, elsewhere on the text line, a couple of texts that I think are worth reading that are very, very similar to one another in sentiment. This is the downfall of NIL. The greed of the parents overshadowed the desires of the kids. Too many parents are assuming the role of agent instead of parenting their child. I think there's a lot of truth in that. Another text says, NIL has opened a whole new can of crazy parents. We're about to see peak high school hero parents that are living through their kids and control every aspect of their life. Again, I think there's truth in that, too. Uh, (laughs) A lot of of stuff to sift through here. Uh, With Denton Geyer's season over, any skepticism on Bowen? I... I remain convinced that Oklahoma is the landing spot for Peyton Bowen in the end. So, no, no skepticism, at least not from me uh, and not from plenty of folks down in Denton. And like I mentioned last week, anybody that knows that situation and has firsthand knowledge of the Bowen recruitment and the Denton Geyer circle will tell you it looks for all the world like he is going to be in Oklahoma sooner. Ooh, the 918. Interesting. How about reclassifying to 2023? Well, yeah, that's and that's that's what I mentioned. He yeah. may be reclassified. Yeah. And he may be enrolling by midsummer. Now, again, I would consider it more likely that it's either a top schools list or the announcement of a transfer back to and a move back to the state of Oklahoma, but I don't know that for a fact. Uh, how would you classify <laughs> Jerry Bomar in the parenting paradigm? Oh, I love it. I don't know if he was Marv Marinovich that extreme, but Jerry Bomar was obviously a helicopter dad too. He was hovering all the time. Uh, Joe in Tulsa asks. What are the locker room negatives of overpaying for Hicks? Same with Peyton Bowen. Big money for these guys will cause resentment among other players at OU. They better be an All-American or it will be a failure. What's PJ going to want? Look at A&M and the issues with five stars. And that's a, that's a very broad conversation. But I agree. At what point, and I've said many times, DJ Hicks, for my money, is the best defensive lineman and perhaps the best defensive player in the entire 2023 class, he's a transformational type of recruit. But at what point do you just say it's not worth it anymore? Regardless of how good he is, the trouble and the travail that we're putting ourselves through as a staff is not worth the potential return that we would get in landing a commitment from DJ Hicks. And to be honest, I, I, I don't think Bowen and Hicks are even close to on the same level in that regard. There's a ton more money on the table right now for Hicks than there is for Bowen. And understandably so, because you don't see a defensive line prospect like Hicks in every single cycle. Peyton Bowen's a really, really good safety. But I also think there are a ton of programs elsewhere across the country that have seen the writing on the wall, seen the girlfriend at Oklahoma, Jackson Arnold at Oklahoma, the love that his little brother has for Oklahoma and figured, you know what? If we've got this money to spend, we should probably spend it elsewhere at a guy that we have a more realistic shot at. DJ Hicks is completely footloose, right? 
He could go anywhere. Doesn't necessarily have ties to any one particular school. It's starting, look, I know OU fans would love to get him, but it's starting to feel like it might be more trouble. It, yeah. it might be more trouble and, than it's worth. And again, I don't think it's as much of a bidding war for Bowen as, as it is for Hicks, but I agree that recruitment has worn on many folks, myself included. And I I mentioned this on Friday, I think it bears repeating. It's so bizarre that Oklahoma ended up with the two most low-maintenance five-stars in this entire class in P.J. Atabara and Jackson Arnold, two guys that have not asked for a dime of NIL money. And then you got two of the more high-maintenance five-stars in this class in D.J. Hicks and Peyton Bowen. Do you think uh, – it seems to me that Hicks is um... – Still, on the high-maintenance scale, looks to be, you know, 11 out of 10, you know, the old spine. This this one goes to 11. Bowen is maybe about a 7 or so, but it's – I don't know. Let's talk more about that on the other side. Let's do that. 405-651-3439. Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Mike Steely, Parker Thune with you. Home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network, a lot happening. We expect the McCullough's. Son and uh, Day McCullough, you would uh, probably see a commitment to Oklahoma coming uh, by later this afternoon, early evening. Oh, wow. Is that the timetable we're putting That's on? That's what I'm putting on. Okay. It. I'm going to say between 4 and 7 Central. How's that? There it is. Per Mike Steely, expect an announcement from the McCullough brothers between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. Central time. And, uh, you know, that one guy, well, there you go, Steele. He'll be on me if I'm wrong. Uh-huh. That could be. That's fine. All right, stay with us. We shall return. Here we are. Money does become king when it comes to the NIL. No doubt. No doubt. All right. We are here to uh, get to your texts. We have Jesse Crittenden coming up. Riverwind Casino Hotline. Next segment, 405-329-9000. Thanks again to the Seth Wadley Auto Group for sponsoring our second hour here on Steel Man and Thune on the home of Sooner Fans, the ref. 405-651-3439. Uh, Razorbacks beat the Sooners at the BOK Center on Saturday. Oklahoma hosts Central Arkansas, Scotty Pippen's old uh, school, at 2 o'clock Saturday at the LNC on ESPN+. Tuesday the 20th, they will play Florida in the Jumpman Invitational in Charlotte. That is Tuesday the 20th, an 8.30 tip on ESPN2. Sooners, I thought, first half, they looked pretty good. They came out shooting it well, but Arkansas is a Final Four-type team, potentially. And, um, again, they uh, they really deed up Oklahoma and put the pressure on the Sooners. Sooners didn't handle it that well. Arkansas won 88-78. Yeah, let's hear from Porter Moser. Why don't we on the 
Hogs defense being a little bit too much for OU in the second half. That's a big part of the story, um, almost a huge part. If you look at the, the timeline, it was um, their, their de defensive pressure, turnover, basket, turnover, basket, turnover, basket. The one on the, the carelessness one on the end out, uh, the getting the ball in bounds. But they capitalize, and that's, that's what they do. We, t we talked about it, the taking care of the ball, because they turn them into baskets uh, with their extreme athletic ability. But the, it, it got to 11. If you look, at, I think it four turnovers turned into baskets to start the half. Um, and then it got to 11, and that from that point, they just they they just turned up the pressure, um, and they just really got us extended. But it was the it was the it was the turnovers that led to baskets that got them the lead, and uh, we didn't we didn't respond to that. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Porter Moser and the Sooners again now seven and three on the season, nine and one for Arkansas and. Uh, Grant Sherfield had 23. Milos Uzan had uh, a nice game, 15 points, 7 of 11 from the field. Uh, Joe Bamisil did some things. Came in there. They're trying, still trying to figure out, you know, where he fits and how many minutes he's going to get. Eight points, four of seven from the floor for Joe Bamisil in the game. How about uh, Alabama winning at number one Houston in the uh, nationally televised game on ABC Saturday. Houston had a double-digit lead. Bama came back and won that game. So Kelvin Sampson and the Cougars, number one team in the country, lose to Alabama. How about this Chris Beard story, Parker? Is that not crazy? I mean, it's wild. They just released his headshot or his mugshot, I guess. That made the rounds on social media. And I, look – I am not one to jump to conclusions until the legal process has an opportunity to play out and all of the details emerge. And obviously, we don't know all of the details with regard to this situation. So I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, Chris Beard is a despicable human being. But if these allegations prove true, might be the end of his coaching career, at least at the Power Five level. And to be honest... Even if the allegations prove untrue, or even if he's not charged slash convicted, this might be the type of deal that causes Texas to part ways with him anyway, just because of the PR fiasco that promises to follow. And so, man, it is a wild wrench that has all of a sudden been thrown in what had been a very successful basketball season to this point for Texas. Now the challenge for that locker room is going to be keeping it together, staying focused on the task at hand, and rebounding, no pun intended, but figuring out a way to keep on track in the absence of their head coach, perhaps on a permanent basis. Yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy because you're starting to see, well, the word is that uh, Chris Beard uh, assaulted his daughter's boyfriend because the uh, daughter's boyfriend laid hands on Chris Beard's daughter, and that's what set him off. Who knows what the true story is, but we need to let the facts play out. It obviously looks horrible, uh, so we'll see uh, what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, you just need to wait and see and let the facts play out. But obviously it's a horrible, horrible look. There is no doubt about it. All right, 405-651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions tax line. Let's get to uh, as many as we can. <laughs> oh, I can't read all of these. People are chiming in about the whole Chris Beard thing and uh, uh, got some uh, very tawdry texts. Uh, this 
text reads, if Steely happens to be right in his prediction, I will laugh so hard I will be at risk of pants peeing. I don't know what predi- – like, what, do you know what prediction that I would be in reference to? I guess if it happens sometime between 4 and 7. Oh, Central. that's right. That's right, the McCullough thing. You might go grab some Depends undergarments. They'll be extremely useful. <laughs> uh, this listener asks, kind of playing devil's advocate here, if you're a parent of a highly recruited kid, wouldn't you be trying to negotiate the best deal for them? There's no guarantee they will be successful enough to make it to the NFL, so why not capitalize on NIL? Nobody should be criticizing these kids or their parents. NIL just needs some serious parameters. Well, isn't it more, and, Parker, it sounds like you're saying you want the kid to, if the kid wants to go somewhere, that it's his decision ultimately. Exactly. There is there is nuance to that whole conversation. Right. On, on the one hand, yes, you want to be able to provide your kid guidance and make sure that – you're brokering a deal that's going to provide something of a financial security net, even if injury or misfortune causes their dreams to fall through and they can't play football professionally. But at the same time, you can't be a puppeteer. And you can't be pulling the strings to ensure that your kid is making the decision that you want them to make as opposed to the decision that they want to make. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's where it comes in. Um, you know, and, and look, I'm for the kids getting as much as they can. Absolutely. If that's the system right now, I would be trying to do the same thing. But, you know, if I had a kid saying, man, I really want to go to OU. I like that staff. And I'm not saying this is completely what's going on with DJ Hicks. Parker knows that a lot better than I do. But I would ultimately let the kid make a decision. I mean, unless it was like, zero dollars versus two million or something you might want to think about what happens if football doesn't work out you know you've got to do that as well yeah. so uh somebody said let hicks go get paid at a&m next year then catch him in the portal in 2024 <laughs> that's kind hey, of, that I, might be the plan for some of these man, kids like there is something to be said for finishing second these days mm-hmm. because the portal is going to be a madhouse every single off season from here until the end of time unless there are parameters put in place in that capacity uh this listener says we are going to have to put a cap cap emoji on all these nil goings on and i get going after hicks but i do not care at all yeah somebody said uh beard didn't just go to jail for jaywalking yeah well i realize that i'm just saying look even if the rumor now that's starting to circulate that it was his daughter's boyfriend had uh, again, this is pure speculation, had uh, gotten physical with his daughter, then he went after the boyfriend. You still don't go strangle somebody. Uh-huh. So, yes, it's a very serious offense. Violence is never violent, unless it's in an organized sport that it can be, but it's never, it doesn't solve anything. And this, you know, even if that's the case, and he was choking, you know, the boyfriend to the point where he couldn't breathe. Guess what? Chris Beard's probably still going to get fired and, and be in trouble. And yeah, by the way, it is a it is a woman that is, according to uh, everything that has been said publicly, which I'm assuming came directly from the mm-hmm. police report. But that uh, filed n- the, numerous yeah. credible outlets have reported that the accusatory party in this whole uh, right. debacle is a woman. Yeah. So. What if it is that? I, I mean, I don't know. That's just what's going around. What if it's the daughter freaking out too? I, who knows? We don't know. Let's let the facts play out um, and see what happens. But yeah, I realize. Look, I don't care what the situation is, unless it's self-defense. But uh, it's a horrible look, and and we'll see. By the way, new offer today. 
Chance Fitzgerald, three-star wide receiver in the class of 2023, six foot three, 185 pounds, and high school teammate of one Taylor Wine Not Ween. That's right. There we go. All right. A new one. There we so go. So that's something. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And again, it goes back to the conversation that we had on Friday where I mentioned right now, Oklahoma's not really pushing to flip Micah Tease, which is odd to me on and the one what's hand. Going, is there but, anything happening with Braylon Presley either at all? No. I hate to say it, but like mm. they're not really pushing for him either. At least not according to what I've been told. I'm just saying, Sooner Soldier saying, somebody said on the uh, beard deal, you know, if somebody comes after my daughter, then I'm going to suffocate that person. Yes, to many, death. Well, many have said this. Okay, I got what I'm saying is there are other ways to go about it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but so what you want to do is be in prison for the rest of your life. That'll work out well for your daughter to, as long as there's visitations. Yeah, and I'm again, just saying you've got to be. I would be in, in that situation. I would be, you know, probably going nuts as well if that's what happened. But at the same time, usually that's not the best answer. Yeah, and again, uh, this this whole discourse is relatively moot in the grand scheme of things because, as has been reported by multiple outlets. It is a woman yeah. that Chris Beard allegedly laid hands on. Yeah, and so we don't know for sure. And like, you know, so anyway. All right, uh, weak comment. Oh man, I'm sorry, I'm not tough enough for you. Uh, well, we've known this about you, Steve. Oh yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a pacifist. That's what I am. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. So anyway. All right, uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line is available to you. We are coming back. Jesse Crittenden will join us. We'll talk what else sooner. Football, maybe jump at a little bit of basketball. We'll do that next right here on the home of Sooner Fans, The Ref. We're back, Riverwind Casino Hotline. Riverwind, over 2,800 electronic games. All the table games you uh, love as well. Great poker room, best bars and dining, best service. They've got a big-time hotel. Great promotions like the 20K Holidays on Us happening right now through December 23rd. All patrons are going to be able to earn points on all of the electronic gaming machines at 5 o'clock on Christmas Eve. The 10 patrons who earn the highest number of points will be awarded a grand prize bundle, including the following, a $500 Amazon gift card, $500 Walmart gift card, a $500 Target gift card, a $500 Visa gift card. That sounds like a pretty good uh, little payday right there. So get out there and play with your 
Uh, Riverwind Wildcard, take part in the 20K Holidays on Us promotion. You don't have to be present to win. Winners will be contacted via phone. We'll have 24 hours to claim their prize. So play on as many uh, electronic gaming machines as you can, as much as you can. Hopefully you'll get in the top 10. All right, uh, Jesse Crittenden joining us. Uh, Jesse, let's uh, let's just talk about this bowl game coming up because all of a sudden for Oklahoma, you're going to be without your two starting tackles. Uh, you're going to be without your best running back. You're going to be out without one of your best defenders, obviously, in Jalen Redmond, and now Braden Willis is going to the Senior Bowl. Um, <laughs> you talk about what could be an uphill battle. I'm not saying Florida State's a juggernaut, but they are – you know, a, a pretty good football team playing well right now, and I haven't seen a lot of opt-outs for, for FSU. So this could be uh, this could be a real challenge for OU. Yeah, no kidding. I think I think in some ways you kind of have to accept that and 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 deal with it the best you can if you're OU. Because I mean, I think this would be a tough matchup for them regardless, even even if they had everybody sticking around. But you mentioned you, you're going to have a depleted offensive line, uh, not having Eric Gray, who's who's probably been your best offensive player. Um, all season, and yeah, I, I think the Florida State players, I mean, a lot of the key ones have have, I mean, have spoken out that they're going to stay on board. So I think in some ways, if you're OU, you, you kind of have to accept the challenge, accept that Florida State's a good team, and, and, and try to do what you can. And I think in some ways, you know, obviously I think the, the result of this game isn't going to have the biggest influence on what happens with OU the next five to ten years. But I think at the very least, you know, if you show some competitiveness, you get some young guys some snaps, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball. You know, get you know get Javante Barnes a healthy share of carries. You know, look at your your freshman receiver that haven't haven't really played much. Maybe some of your your other guys on the defensive side of the ball. This is, I mean, what better opportunity? Uh, I mean, can these guys have than to go against a, a a pretty good Florida State team? You know, after what's been a disappointing regular season, just you know, see what you can do. And and I think in some ways you can impress recruits. If you're if you're Brent Venables, you can impress recruits. You can impress some guys in the in the transfer portal. If you come out and and show competitiveness, show some some fight on both sides of the ball. And I think in that in some ways that's going to be as meaningful as as if OU wins this game or not. Looking to the future, Jesse, I want to ask you about Marvin Mims because the latest intel would suggest that he's going to be back in an Oklahoma uniform come 2023. What is the difference in your eyes between an Oklahoma offense in 2023 that has to operate without Marvin Mims and one that gets the star wide receiver and 1,000-yard uh, threshold guy this year, uh, an, off- an offense that gets a guy like that back? Yeah, I, I think Marvin Mims, you know, p- potentially coming back is, is huge both on and off the field. I mean, on the field, he was uh, OU's most consistent uh, receiving option, obviously, uh, only guy with more than 40 catches, and he had 52. Uh, only guy with more than 500 receiving yards had a thousand, um, and, and he he kind of established himself as as uh, as Dylan Gabriel's number one guy. And I think this is big for Marvin because I think in some ways last season was a little disappointing for him, especially his lack of involvement down the stretch. So not only a big year for him and, and the biggest year of his career, but if you're Brent Venables and you're this coaching staff and you're looking at trying to build, especially in an era where that's getting harder to do in college football, you need guys that have that have stuck around in this first year. I mean, Marvin Mims has already stuck around once after Lincoln Riley's departure, but uh, he, you know, he came in, stayed around, under Brent Venables, had a successful year. Uh, to get guys like that back that not only produce on the field but have already been around through the coaching change, 
have, you know, have stood out as a leader. Those are the guys that you really, really need to stick around. So, yeah, not only is it big to, you know, try to progress things in year two, especially in Jeff Levy's offense, get another guy that's, you know, was your best receiver, but a guy that off the field can can help, uh, you know, some of the guys that maybe struggled this year or some of the new guys coming in next year. I mean, I think if you look at guys on both sides of the ball, you'd really want to stay. I think Marvin Mims is at the top of that list for, for a lot of reasons. How much more difficult, and I know that, you know, you're the, the sports editor over there, you got a lot of responsibilities, and I'm sure you try and cover recruiting in the portal as best you can, but, you know, you only have so many hours in the day. How much more difficult has the portal made <laughs> covering recruiting uh, here over the last couple of years? Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's uh, I mean, it's, I mean, you nailed it, and, and it's a big thing, and I think it's, I think it's something that, that everybody covering OU um, is having to deal with, and it's not only it's not only the 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 amount of movement um, in the transfer portal and, and the changes in recruiting, but I think it's I think it's trying to deal with the unpredictability of it too. I mean, I think we've seen time and time again that that you can't really it's hard to ever fully know exactly what's going to happen. Guys that you think are are coming uh, at one moment, you think they're locks. All of a sudden, they they do something else, or or guys you think you know there's no chance they come to OU. All of a sudden, they come. So I think it's not only dealing with the unpredictability of it, but I think it's 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 having that knowledge and trying to to map out what the changes look like for you know for fans who are covering or who follow the team too. So I think it's not only having a some kind of idea on the comings and goings, but having you know as good of an understanding as you can on the pulse of the team and how the moves uh, you know affect the team. But yeah, I mean, I think we're seeing that there's more unpredictability in college football than there's ever been, and it's harder to put together a cohesive roster from year to year. And I think from the outside trying to cover it, uh, you 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 have to just accept some of that in some ways. And I know the stress that I'm sure Parker and and myself and other people covering the team have. I can't even imagine the stress of, you know, being in the, the front lines on the coaching staff trying to put it all together. But the reality is it is the way it is, and, and I think in some ways the, the teams that, that accept it and, and, and deal with it the best they can, those are the teams that are going to come out on top. It feels weird to use this word about a portal exodus, the likes of which we have seen at Oklahoma over the last week, Jesse, but are you – encouraged at all by what's gone on and by how many of these names uh, have departed Oklahoma? Because you look at the 15 scholarship guys that have entered the portal to date, Theo Weiss was really the only substantial contributor at the University of Oklahoma over the course of his career there. So does this come down to uh, a culling, in essence, a separating of the wheat from the chaff and another step towards Brent Venables and this coaching staff turning over their roster and tailor-making it to their specifications? Yeah, I mean, I think that's certainly um, a, a good way to look at it. And, and the reality is, I mean, again, and we've talked about this before, but uh, the, the the style on and off the field of Lincoln Riley to Brent Venables, I mean, they really couldn't be different in a lot of big ways. And I think the reality is that, that Brent Venables, um, I don't think everybody can play for him. Now, obviously, that, that does I mean, you, you, you want to find a way to, to, to make your players comfortable and, and all those things, but I don't think he's for everybody. I think, I think this offseason and, and this season, not, not only just the results on the field, but I think, it's, I, think it's a, I think it was a challenge for some of these guys, uh, especially you know, some of the younger guys. Uh, but, I mean, it's the intensity on the field. It's Brent's intensity. It's, it's the increased intensity. Uh, in the weight room and, and the off-season programs, 
I don't think it's for everybody. And and I think the now you look at it as, I mean, it, you, like you mentioned, maybe you're maybe you're 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 weaving out the the herd, so to so to speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think in some ways, Brent Venables is the type of coach that you want guys that can hang with the way he does things. You want guys that that are okay with being pushed and okay with with being comfortable. I mean, I, I even had a conversation with with Dominique Franks a few weeks ago, the former OU cornerback, and he said, I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's hard to, you know, especially initially can be hard to play for, but if you stick around and and, and learn what he's doing, he, there's no other better person to play for. So yeah, going going back to the transfer portal. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think you ever want to see anybody really go, but I think in some ways with what Brent's building, you want guys that want to stick around and want to be a part of it and want to be pushed. So I think that's going to be the thing now. And, and yeah, in terms of on-the-field production, that is another way to look at it too, is outside of Theo Weiss, there, there weren't very many guys that, that have left that have really produced on the field, and Brent Venables even touched on that. So I, I don't – I mean, it's a lot of players, but as of right now, I don't think there's any real reason to be super concerned about the effect it's going to have on or off. Jesse, good stuff, man. We're a little short on time today, but we appreciate you, and we'll talk again soon. Appreciate you guys having me on. Jesse Crittenden, Norman's uh, – one of Norman's best, Norman Transcript Sports Editor, and uh, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, let's come back. We'll hear from the playmaker, Michael Irvin, talking about Baker Mayfield and his chance for the rest of this season, starting for the Rams. Next up for Baker, a week from tonight, a Monday night game at Lambeau Field against Aaron Rodgers, probably, and the Packers. How about Baker versus Aaron Rodgers in the snow at Lambeau next Monday night? I like it. I like it a lot. We'll be right back. All right, National Football League tonight, Monday night football game, the Patriots in Arizona. How about Jalen Hurts and the uh, the Eagles, man? I you know I was I was I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. I didn't think he could be a quality NFL starter, and I was wrong. He's about to be the MVP. Keeps playing like this. He's clearly the MVP favorite. The Eagles beat the uh, G-Men handily 48-22 yesterday. Kid's amazing, man. He just keep, You know what he does? Just keeps working. Just keeps putting the work in and gets better and better. And right now he is the uh, the front runner for most valuable player you know in the why? football league. You know why? Keeping the main thing the main thing. Not only that, but he realized Benny Wiley's workouts were insufficient and he started hitting the weight room on his own he after did. games ended. I mean, isn't that amazing? Yeah, like after a game, he'd go work out for another thirty. He minutes. saw through the BS. That dude, you know what he is? He's just a winner. He's just a winner, is what he is. I just like here's the deal. I don't think people understand or have context for just how impressive it is 
that Jalen Hurts has gotten to where he has gotten as a quarterback because I, I will say this, and I'm not the only one that would tell you this. Watching Jalen Hurts and Spencer Rattler side-by-side throughout the 2019 season, just as they were warming up and going through their progressions and their routines and making all their throws, the difference in sheer God-given talent between Spencer Rattler and Jalen Hurts is significant. Rattler is substantially more talented naturally than Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is an example of a guy that has worked his tail off to overcome the physical shortcomings that he has to the point where they're less and less and less conspicuous every single time he takes the field. You're not going to outwork the kid. No, you're not. You're not. And again, he's got more of a he's got a better football IQ uh, and he's got better leadership skills. So arm talent can take you so far. But I look, I, I didn't think he could throw it consistently well enough to be a quality starter in the NFL. No, he's, and I tell you what, if he's you, proved me way wrong, but he proved me to be an idiot, which you, everybody already knows. If you if you told a casual onlooker, if you have to ask an NFL scout who had no background on either Jalen Hurts or Spencer Rattler, you set those two up side by side and circa twenty nineteen, when Spencer Rattler was a true freshman at Oklahoma. If you had those two go through a pro day workout type of uh, regimen and you asked the NFL scout which one of those guys was going to be a future NFL MVP, I promise you the answer would have been Spencer Rattler. Again, that is a testament to Jalen Hurts' work ethic and his relentless devotion to improve. Yeah, he just works, man. Just puts the work in and keeps getting better. It's amazing how that works when you put the work in that you get better at something. Okay, uh, real quick, I want to hear from Michael Urban uh, from uh, this morning on uh, on the NFL Network. They were talking about Baker Mayfield, who has been named the starter again. Next up for Baker and the Rams at Lambeau Field a week from tonight, the Monday night football game. That'll be fun. Michael Urban says this is a great opportunity for Baker Mayfield. Michael, come on. Come on, Michael. You're the playmaker. The technology is non-functional. Baker has been in a few messes. I mean, it was a mess in Cleveland. That was a mess in Cleveland, you know, and and keeping kitchens and all that, then getting rid of him. And and, and obviously it was a mess in Carolina. And and in both of those places, he was the big fish in that small pond. Out here, yeah, there's a lot of big fishes out here so that everybody can focus on other things and it won't just be such a, a, a scope on Baker Mayfield. He's in a good system. And, and I always wanted to see see this and see what happens with him now with good coaches around him, good system, and good talent around him. But we will find out now because he's starting the rest of the year. You can't just do this one time. You got to keep doing it. There you go. At least Baker has one of the greatest comebacks in the history of the National Football League. What's this diva versus UFC fighter? I think that's Rattler versus Hurts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's pretty good, actually. That's pretty good. Yeah, Hurts, uh, you know, he just, like I said, man, the guy it just keeps working. He's focused and locked in, and he's become, again, the uh, the clear MVP favorite. Which is, And the Eagles, man, they're for real. They are for real. They're twelve and one, Steely. Yeah. yeah, they're for real. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying. People are like, man, they, what, they're scared. They're good. They're really good. I mean, and Jalen Hurts captain is the primary obvious, reason why. But yeah, he's been amazing. All right, we want to thank the uh, Seth Wadley Auto Group of Paul's Valley. We have Tyler McComas jumping in this seat here in a few minutes to get you locked in. 
Sooner recruiting, sooner football. What else are we going to be talking about? I mean, we kind of venture off. We get a few side dishes in here and there, but you know the main course, sooner football. All right. Thanks to the Seth Wadley Auto Group and to our friends at Riverwind Casino. Everybody have a great rest of your Monday. Let's get it locked in. Up next here on The Rep.